but right now I felt like if I'm not gonna be happy, how can I make other people happy? Like I need to be happy on my own, that's why I'm working on my own and I'm putting myself as the first priority in life at the moment and it's big. That's Katasha Nishimonia and this is the Creative News Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Creative News Podcast, a podcast about creating, sharing, and growing. I'm your host, Cameron Steer. Each week, I'm trying to sit down with uh, interesting people, telling interesting stories about how they are creating, sharing, and growing. And this week is no exception. This week, I sit down with Kashinashinamiak, if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm pretty sure I am, because I did check with her. Um, We have a great story about her journey to university coming from Poland to the UK uh how talking about how she overcomes fear how she's kind of like grown as a person and how she's like keeping this like growth mindset uh insight so well in theme with the podcast uh she talks about like how she's overcome like taking big leaps of bravery but how she's overcome fear what she's doing now and how she's going forward so Really excited to share this with you guys, so let's get into it. We'll, uh, we'll get into it, I think. Okay. So I don't know if you want to introduce yourself. <laughs> okay, hello, my name is Katarzyna Szymaniak and I'm, I come from Poland and I'm a student at Swansea University. I'm on my final year and I'm here with a special person, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, welcome to the Creative Muse podcast. Every week I try to find someone new to talk to, to find out about what they're creating, what someone they're sharing. Someone special. Share. Someone special. <laughs> so what they're uh, creating, what they're sort of want to share uh, and how they're sort of growing as a professional person I guess uh, notice how I asked Kay to introduce herself because I could never have pronounced the... my name can you say it again Katarzyna Szymaniak Katarzyna Szymaniak Shem... Szymaniak yeah but I can call you Kay yeah yes. my short name is like Kasia it's more like Kate in English yeah and then people call me Kay because it's just easier well lazy <laughs> but yeah i don't mind it right now so yeah, yeah. just call me k and fine. also there's the fear of getting it wrong <laughs> um i'm not really bothered unless i have people who call me cassia it was like it kind of triggered me at the beginning and then it was cash and i was like tiktok no <laughs> not happening so, i would yeah. have pronounced it as cash Kasha. yeah Kasha. Off, like yeah. reading it off yeah yeah um wouldn't be a facebook or whatever yeah so yeah, that, that would be pretty good. Yeah, but not Kasia, like please don't. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's Polish. Is that why? Why is it Polish? Why is it Polish? <laughs> <laughs> so um, do you from Poland originally? Is it? Yeah, originally from Poland. Both of my parents are Polish as well. Um, I live at seventy kilometers on the south from, from Warsaw, capital city. Yeah. Yeah, a small village. I would say I didn't grow up in a big city. No. No. no, so was it mainly like rural area? What's the, what's <laughs> okay, it wasn't that bad, okay? It... <laughs> no, it was like just a smaller smaller city, I would say. Mm. But it was like not like farms and everything else, no. <laughs> <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was like a pretty, pretty tiny place. Um, we, I think we have 3,000 population. So it's not big, as you can tell. Um, so I, I was there for... 
long part of my life. How, yeah. How long? How long? How long till you moved here? Uh no, not till I moved here. I moved out before. So okay. I moved out from my house when I was fifteen years old, and I decided to go to a high school in different city because I wanted to go to the best high school in my like kind of close-ish area. So I went there. It was like, um, it was like an hour and a bit to to drive from my home, but like I felt like being there will help me and like also kind of change my mindset and try something different mm-hmm. and be more responsible and like live on my own basically yeah, yeah um so it was kind of helpful and like i learned many new things how old were you at this point 15 years old 15 well yeah. moving out at 15 yeah. that's a lot lot earlier than <laughs> yeah sort of well certainly earlier than i did and what a lot of people here in the uk at least do most I mean, people move out well, at about 18 it's not really like yeah. Uh, legal <laughs> in Poland it's not like a big thing as well it's more like my, my landlady was amazing she was a lovely person and yeah. um, I was with another two of my friends and she was like uh, checking on us checking up on us like every week so it was it was really nice and lovely oh cool yeah it was so, it was a good experience to be honest <laughs> yeah so you found that that taught you sort of independence and responsibility yeah independence responsibility plus I feel like I started like growing a bit more and like perceiving life in a different way because when you live like at home, sweet home with your parents, like you don't care about certain things. But when you start living on your own, you start thinking about things which didn't bother you before at all. And uh, I think the fact I decided to move to a bigger city and like met, I, I met so many different new people, like opened my mind and eyes a bit more. So um, then... I've never been abroad till I was 18. Mm. So I, I always want to travel. I still want to travel. I will travel for sure. Yeah. Um, but um, I was 18 and at school, I think it was like second year of my high school. Um, we, had, um, we had a school trip to London for a, for a week. And my, I asked my parents to go there and they agreed. So I was really, really happy about it. It was more like a workshop thing. So we were supposed to go to London, live with some British family, speak in English a bit more, get more confident in talking in English and then um, visit some places and then come back. And I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked it. And I liked the fact that I, what I've noticed in the UK is the fact it's such a multicultural place. You can like, even though it, even though you were not going to India or China or USA, you kind of meet those people here. Okay, yeah, and I get you. It's, it's like a small thing, like a small startup for traveling, like small idea of how yeah. traveling could look like. Because I, like, was... I meet different people from different, um, different backgrounds and I like try to perceive life in the way they do and like, I think like you can study from books and learn as much as you want by theory, but if you're not gonna leave it, if you're not gonna try it, then you're not gonna actually know how it is. So I find universities are like that. They look little yeah. hubs of embassies with like even like the lecturers are from all over the mm-hmm. world, the students are from all over the world, and I think like because you like British universities are quite sought after in the world, and um, yeah. they do attract quite a lot of people from around the world. So like yeah, come into certainly like and London and. London and the big cities in the UK are obviously hubs for it as well in terms of like day to day. Even here in Swansea, it's mm. very like multicultural. People oh, yeah, all over definitely. the world, people from Europe and further afield. It's uh, it's fantastic to 
kind of interact and broaden your horizons. Mm-hmm. So you started when, how old were you, 18 at that point, was it, when you went on your trip, or? Yeah, I, I went on my trip when I was 18, uh, we went on the bus, <laughs> it was, oh my god. So you caught a bus from From Poland, Poland from, from my city, to, to Did you London. cross in France then, was it? Or? Yeah, yeah, yes. we went for Canada. Did you make any marsh. stops along the way? Not for a night, no. No, <laughs> we're just like in the bus all the way, wow. uh, all the way down. Uh, I think it was like I, it wasn't twenty four hours. It was more. I think yeah. it was like about thirty, thirty two, maybe. I don't remember. Wow, that's that's but, some yeah. serious traveling. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Like I was in pain, <laughs> <laughs> but I was with my friends. I was happy. So yeah, I was. I'm really sure excited. you were knackered yeah. by the time you hit london like um, to do your workshop yeah yeah but, but like i didn't mind it because yeah. like i i finally i went to a different country like i yeah decided to try something different so i was really excited so when you when i was excited i actually didn't feel how you know how tired i am like i was mm. like so hyped like to see as much as possible so yeah yeah, yeah. It didn't really bother me that much brilliant so yeah. what, what was like some of the like bigger challenges you overcame when you were moving when you moved out from your home and you're obviously living on your own um for the first time was there any like specific ch- like lessons you learned uh, when you were growing up lessons hmm. how to survive in the city <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing um also i would say like okay in my small small village like my hometown everyone knows everyone else's everyone else right so if i will go out and like literally walk to the shop even if i won't know this person they will they will know me by my name my surname they will know my parents and pretty much all my background history like literally everything um but when you want like when you go to the bigger city then you finally notice that people don't know you people don't say hi to you which i find kind of rude to be honest i really don't like it and it's still in polish <laughs> culture and i really hate this but yeah <laughs> um but like for example um going at evening or night time like for the park or the city it's like you need to be careful you need to think like about being responsible and you know sometimes like you know be a bit more cautious about certain things so yeah that was like a thing i would say was like kind of i had to think about before other than that um, i was still kind of responsible child like (laughs) before so i wouldn't say like i had problems with washing machine or something no (laughs) (laughs) she's always been on the ball Hmm? always been on the ball yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> so yeah it was it was pretty nice experience cool so how do, how do you go from sort of wide-eyed coming to london seeing the sort of seeing the uk to computer science student at swansea where's, uh, where's the journey there <laughs> oh that's a big journey okay so um when it comes to computer science first uh, i want to do medicine so basically um I have sort of belief, like I have a growth mi- mindset, not a fixed one. And I always believe like if you work hard enough, then you can get anything you want. So truth. Yeah. True. <laughs> but I also get really inspired by other people, especially when I see how passionate they are about something. So I had a history teacher who was like, she was so passionate about her topic. I started like, it was, I think I was like about, I think 12. And I started like reading books from university about history because I was that passionate about what she was talking about and I wanted to know more and more and more. But then, you know, she she decided like to leave the the job and like 
it kind of disappeared. Like I didn't feel this. I wasn't yeah. driven. You'd anymore. latched onto a mentor yeah. and yeah. yeah. Um. Then I had biology, and this teacher was amazing as well. <laughs> but to be honest, I like I like biology on my own as well, and I love to learn about human body anatomy. And then when it comes to cognitive science, neuroscience, and so on, I started getting more passionate about this, and I was like, oh, maybe that's what I'm gonna do in the future. Yeah. So I really really like this idea. But then I realized there was a point in my life, um, my grandma died and she was like literally the closest, I think, except my dad, who I'm really, really close with. I think she was the closest person for me. And it was the first time when I realized you can actually like love someone so deeply. Like I didn't realize this until the point she died, even though I knew I love her so much, but I didn't realize how much I love her before. And that was the point when I realized I'm too sensitive to be able to be a doctor and help other people. So maybe there's other way I could help people, right? Not mm. just, you know, being a doctor. So that's why I decided to go to high school and not do medical course there, but go into a course with extended uh, maths, physics and English. And because of this extended English, I was able to go to London. <laughs> so yeah, okay. and then uh, I was on this course and to be honest, like I was thinking, okay, what am I good at maths? I'm gonna do any engineering course except computer science because I suck in computer science. Like it's so bad. Like I'm not gonna do it. Okay. Then I read an article about artificial intelligence and I was like, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I didn't know anything. I just read one article, but I was like, that's what I'm gonna in- go into. Like that's the field I want to work in. Mm. And then I started reading more and more and more. And I've noticed it's computer science. I was like, oops. <laughs> but I was like, I'm gonna go for it. Yeah, so you, so you kind of like rose to a challenge. Yeah, yeah, basically. And then after this uh, journey to, to London, I sort of like this small trip, I sort of started thinking about like, you know, studying, studying abroad, like, you know, what people like, people decide to move out from the house when they are like, about to go to university. I already did it when I was like in high school. So you needed I was, that like, next challenge. I needed I need a next challenge. I, yeah. I, I like to challenge myself. So I was like, I'm gonna do something different. Growth mindset. Yeah, basically. And um, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna try and go to university in the UK. <laughs> so I started like applying to a few different places. I didn't really know where to start, especially like with UCAS, like <laughs> the, the the government needs to do something about it because it's like so confusing for international students i swear like it is really confusing it's confusing for national students as well trust me yeah <laughs> <laughs> um to be honest like on my 18th birthday because 18th birthday are bigger in in poland than like 21st like in the uk okay um i got some money from like family and everything i literally spent all this money literally up to one penny on a company who helps people with impl- uh, like applications for universities in the UK. Like literally, I spent all the money there. Mm. And I was like, I was like, that's gonna be the best investition in my life. Like that's the, be- the best investment in my life. Yeah. So um, that's what I did. They kind of helped me. I applied to a few different places. I actually got an invitation um, into Cambridge. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, see the thing is, um, if I, I feel like if I will be prepared more, if I would actually like know before what certain, like what exactly they expect from me, that it would be slightly different because like I didn't know that much and I was not able to actually prepare myself that well, especially like I've noticed the difference between the level, like the level of maths at my school, even if it was like extended maths, 
still it wasn't like up to Cambridge standard standards, right? Mm. So it was like slightly different. And like I went there, okay, it was my first flight, literally first flight, and I was on my own. And I went to the airport. I look at left. I look at right. And I was like, okay, that's how the airport looks like. Where shall I go now? <laughs> so it literally looked like this. And then I went. Um, I went to to Cambridge. And I was still on my own. Like I didn't know anyone, and like I didn't know where am I, where am I, like what is yeah. happening. But I was like, I'm just gonna go for it. But you're like you're after the pursuit. Of yeah. Coming here to yeah. Plus, study. like I want to try out and like see how it goes. Um. So I went there. I really like like the whole experience I had, but like at the end of the day, it didn't work out. I feel like if I would actually like knew more what to expect and maybe it would be different mm. but like i've seen like there was like mommy and daddy and there was like a kid in the middle and he was like oh my god my, my baby's going to cambridge and i'm like i'm on my own first time flying and like i barely decided i'm gonna study abroad so it was like a totally different thing but it was still a nice experience and then swansea i was thinking okay nice beach pretty good <laughs> university good rankings why not so yeah here i am <laughs> wow that's a, that's a good ad it's yeah. good ad for the university. I should, uh, I should, I should charge them. Yeah, for that. pretty much. <laughs> Swansea University, come and sponsor the Creative Muse podcast. Approved. <laughs> <laughs> so you passed on Cambridge at this point, mm-hmm. um, and you found Swansea. Was that in the same trip? Did you come to Swansea? Afterwards? I didn't have interview in, in in Swansea at all. You didn't. You just no, turned, they, they, rocked they, up at the door. Yeah. Give me a place no <laughs> no literally like the, the, they didn't even ask me for an interview or anything else but what i found really really nice at swansea university yeah. <laughs> uh, was the fact um i emailed one lady i don't remember her name but i actually met her on the first year uh, a lovely person and in the department yeah yeah all in right the department and she helped she helped me with the, all the application and everything else like i asked her so many questions about the place and how it looks like here, like everything, the course and so on. Mm-hmm. And she literally helped me so much. So I found this really, really helpful and like kind of engaging and like, yeah. <laughs> we are sponsored by <laughs> university at the we moment. Should, we should be. Yeah, yeah. Great. So, and then that starts your computer science journey. So you... Yeah, my computer science journey. So I've had never your... programmed before, never done anything with PCs. <laughs> and now I'm here creating my own program. So yeah, <laughs> nothing so, is impossible. <laughs> so you move you move over here when you're 18 then? Or yeah, eight, 19, is it at this point? Uh, yeah, I was 19, yeah. yeah. Just to 19, keep, went the sto- abroad, yeah. keep the story flowing. Yeah. And you've sort of rose to the challenge of coming abroad after you've had you've already moved out you've mm-hmm. already had all the experience yeah. of having to the like, best part when yourself. i was moving in here i found a house online in august and i haven't seen this person in my life at all i literally like i messaged them i text them i had a, i think i'm not even sure if i had a call with them and they asked for the process i paid the deposit and i was like i'm gonna come at this and this time please I'm I'm hoping the door will be open. Yeah. <laughs> like I put all my trust and I gave him literally money for the post. Like it's one month worth, right? Yeah. And and I came here, but luckily it was a really nice landlord. So, yeah. yeah. So at those points when you sort of are making those um, kind of decisions mm-hmm. to like sort of grow, um, are you ever met with fear, or how do you deal with like? Because you're bound to be sort of like there's bound to be some kind of like yeah yeah like you st- like apprehension almost okay when it comes to my fear um 
I could feel like a small challenge when I was going to high school, but it wasn't a big thing. <clears throat> but then um, when when I applied to the university uh, in high school and like also there was like a one person who I used to talk online, um, be careful with this, it's, it's, it's a huge advice right now. So I was talking to one person because I wanted to practice English more. So I found some chats online uh, where you can like find people exchange language at some group, like exchange, exchange language groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I started speaking with one person and it got more intense and so on and so on. And like it got to the point when like this person kind of wanted to meet up with me and like see me in real life. And it helped me with English a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but. As I said before, I'm pretty sensitive and emotional person. Like mm. I didn't really want to go into it that much. So I kind of like, I stopped it. And I think it kind of influenced me as well at, at the end of the day. Uh, but I also, as soon as like I started applying for these universities and I felt the pressure, I I realized I, I have, um, what is it called? Oh my God, now I forgot. Um, it's okay. Just... What is it called? Panic disorder. What's that? Can you explain that to anybody who might not know, including me? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, panic disorder is basically when you subconsciously fear of something. You can't even, you can't control it because it's subconscious and sometimes it just grow, it's growing inside you and you can't, like, you can't control it at all and it's just a feel like, it's kind of anxiety but it's like on a higher level mm. and gets sometimes even physical and that was my case. Okay. Yeah, so... So you're was, making really, like, make really what some people would consider quite high level, like high decisions, yeah. like high impact decisions on your life. Yeah, so um, it was a big thing and I was like struggling with it a lot. Mm. Um, People, okay, I I know if I, if I would go to the doctor, because I went a few times and I spoke with them, they all they want to do, they want to put you on antidepressants. They gave you the same pills as depression people with depression will take. Mm. And on top of it, you will have some extra pills and so on. And I was like, that's not, I'm, I'm not going to do it like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's not happening. So I started finding with it and I started like doing more meditation and like... Um, the breathing techniques and like start learning more about this sort of things mm. and it kind of helped me but like I still could feel sort of pressure from time to time and I feel like I'm pretty much over it right now and I didn't have an attacks for good half a year yeah yeah so I'm getting there <laughs> wow. like it was like more rare and like it, at the beginning obviously it was like pretty pretty often but then like I started like doing like I started learning new techniques how to like as soon as I get some sort of feeling like oh it's gonna happen like I knew how to prevent this and like how I knew how to stop it like at the beginning before it actually starts and right now like I even like I prevent this at all so I'm so, pretty happy about this so making these big decisions then you were sort of you were kind of like in the deep end yeah without a paddle yeah. Without a life jacket. <laughs> yeah. And you were sort of like constructing your life jacket yeah, while in the deep end. <laughs> yeah. That's that's incredible. Yeah. That's Plus, such an amazing the thing is, inspiration. Yeah, but the thing is, um I was here on my own. Like 
there was literally no one else who could help me if something would happen to me or if if I would feel lonely or, or I would need someone to talk to. I was literally on my own. It wasn't like I could go and see my best friend. I, literally, I know my best friend since we are three or four years old literally three or four years old so it's been a long time yeah <laughs> or like my parents so you like, used to obviously split apart when you yeah, came she's, here she's yeah she's in Poland but we're still best friends yeah and yeah we talk to each other like so often it's not the distance is not a problem as long as you actually want to make, maintain yeah. friendship so did you, was she uh, like a support like a like a guide for you when you were oh she didn't want me to go here okay <laughs> it wasn't like Okay, she wanted me to to grow and she wanted me to make the best decision. Mm. But obviously she wasn't happy about the fact like I'm not gonna be with her. Because like mm. we went actually to the same high school and like we we moved out together yeah. when we were fifteen. So we were like really, really close, always together for how, life. How did you deal with that? Because I know like sort of a lot of people might have that, like whether it's a parent or a loved one that might yeah. be like holding them back for like selfish reasons like through no fault of their mm-hmm. own but through like obviously like if it's a parent they obviously care for their yeah. um child or whatever yes. so like it's often selfish is quite a strong word there but you know but what i, I mean what yeah you yeah. get what i'm saying um, so like how did you personally know that it was you had to do it like it was your it calling was, see the thing is i'm still kind of growing this thing right now and like i feel right now it's becoming even stronger because what i do right now is i put myself as a first priority in life because i did it for such a long time i like as soon as i like i i was admiring someone or i was like into someone or i had someone who was really really close with me I put those people in the first priority. I didn't care about myself. I didn't care how I feel, what I think, anything else. No, they matters. And mm. that was the thing for me. But right now I felt like, if I'm not gonna be happy, how can I make other people happy? Like I need to be happy on my own. That's why I'm working on my own and I'm putting myself as a first priority in life at the moment. And it's a big, pretty recent change for me. But when it comes to the decision before, um. I had to face it a bit earlier, to be honest, because my parents didn't want me to go to high school and move out, mm. because like I was like you know really close with my family, and um, they wanted me to uh, to ed- educate, and like my dad always kept saying like education is literally the most important thing you can do on this planet, and that's the key to growing. Yeah. So um, I knew how education was really important for me. But then they said like, oh yeah, you can still study here and like closer being at home and like being close to us and you can still educate yourself. And I was yeah. like, I need this challenge. I, I want to do it. And believe me, I think it was, I'm, I'm not sure if it was a year. I think it was like about three months when we literally had no argument, but like a constructive sorry, conversation every day about this, why I want to go and why I think it's better and so on. And every day I was coming with different arguments mm. and they couldn't stop it. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't. And so I was like, I you... love you so much, but I, I really need to do it. If you love me, let me. Yeah. So, yeah. And so from a young age, you've had this kind of like being able to overcome other people's sort of opinions, would you say? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's a bigger, bigger thing here. Um, actually not i was like pretty shy when i was a baby and uh i was like always listening to my mom being so good and like obedient like 
if my mom said something, that's the thing. Like, no one else could say something different. But then I remember, I think I was like, I don't know what age I was like. I think I was about 13. And I started like thinking, I, I want an earring in my ear, like another one. And I told my mom, she, she started laughing. I told my dad, he started laughing as well. And I kept telling them for a week or maybe, maybe even longer, I think maybe like two weeks. And they didn't listen to me. And I was like, I really want to do it and I will do it. And they didn't listen. I was like, you need to listen to me. Like, I'm not like, I actually have voice. Mm. And I went, I went to like, beautician place and I did it <laughs> and I came back home and obviously they started shouting and so I was like you know what that means I have a voice that means I I'm I am a human being and I also have the right to say something and it was like a big it, it can't it's not it sounds kind of silly to you and pro- probably most of the people no. but it was a big thing for me because yeah, yeah, yeah. since this point whenever I said something they actually like listen to me yeah and it was a thing for me because i was like i'm being hurt like someone actually is listening to me and i actually have my own like you know right to say something yeah well that's so. that's like a there seems to be like a huge theme of your story is the sense that you've done something small like you went out and yeah. got a earring and that yeah. was your call to like right okay i'm doing my own thing yeah. so then when you got to a slightly bigger decision then of going to high school that was uh clearer because you'd already had like practice yeah. in sort of like breaking norms yeah. so by the time you then come to like right i'm going to university i'm going to get this like random house i'm going to get this <laughs> yeah. you know do this do that you've already kind of like built up from like small things mm-hmm. to this massive gain and i think that's like a huge takeaway for people like you can't just like overnight make huge no. gains you've got to like build build up to it you've got to put the put the work in essentially yes. and like make take the big leap uh, take the small leaps before mm-hmm. you can take the big leaps yeah that's true plus i feel like everything has to be done gradually because like if you will jump you can drown so you need to be careful sometimes if you feel like you can manage go for it but if you are if your gut feeling tells you be careful listen to your gut, gut mm. feeling so yeah i totally agree nice so how is your how's your time in university being? Because you're in third year now, oh. so finishing <laughs> I, finishing I, up. Are you asking me about my time in general on my third year, or <laughs> because it's a slight difference? <laughs> okay, so what have what have you noticed have been like the biggest changes in your life over the three years? <laughs> over over the three years, um, I started thinking that like literally like before i knew like if i would learn something like i can learn something new if i want to but here it was like literally a first time i had like a first break on the first year it was like after one of the smallest and like first parts of programming is while loops right and i remember we had a lecture it was oh, okay sometimes like obviously it was my english uh the first year so i was like sometimes i could like not know some certain words mm. so i was like okay i'll just le- learn on my own a bit more and then i we had labs and i went there and i didn't know what to do i was like paranoid like what am i going to do with myself like i decided to study here and like i don't know what to do like I'm completely like out of my mind like it's it's not a thing for me mm. but I was like okay let's try to do it so during the whole weekend I decided to study and I was studying I literally went to every single Polish website about white loops 
every single one. <laughs> and believe me, by the end of the weekend, I was like mastering this thing. <laughs> yeah. Not only in Polish, but also in English. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was like a thing for me, like, okay, maybe it's harder for me because it's not my first language, but it is still possible to learn uh, if I want to. So it was like a big thing for me. Plus right now I can write my own programs. I have my own project going on at the moment. So, um, yeah, I, I, I started off, I kind of started building my confidence in programming and having some technical skills and like problem solving skills, which is like kind of essential thing on our course. Um, also, um, I like what I learned saying no to people and saying yes to myself. Yes. Yes. Key. That's, that's like the biggest key, honestly, because, um, one of the examples, like right now, uh, I wake up at 5am, right? Sometimes it's like 5.30, it depends like what time I go to bed, but it's pretty early to be honest. And okay, I live with housemates who literally go to bed at 2.00am and so on. <laughs> <laughs> and they watch movies, they, they literally, evening time is like the most fun time for students. And whenever someone is coming over, I'm saying, no, I'm going to bed. Mm. because I know at morning they're gonna sleep I'm gonna read a book in this time I'm gonna do meditation, yoga be more flexible, do something for myself and feel better about myself Yeah. so I can, from time to time I'm not saying no, okay we're gonna watch a movie together, yeah it's fine but it's gonna be one case out of hundreds but the rest, it's gonna be me being disciplined and trying to do my own thing so that's like one of the biggest things um, plus, I put myself as a first priority nowadays, as I mentioned before. And uh, self-love, yeah, that's something pretty recent where I'm working on. I'm trying yeah. to be healthy and I'm trying, because self-love is not just looking in the mirror and like, oh yeah, you look good. <laughs> it's not that, it's actually feeling every single day like you actually, like, you're worth something yeah. and you love yourself. And I feel like self-love goes but yeah, like you can feel it by actions. Like the only way to actually like perform it is like to do some actions towards yeah. this goal. So it's something you forget when you're driven. Like so, like you're a driven person. Yeah. I consider myself quite a driven person, and I think you forget to sort of pat yourself on the back sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you you're very quick to judge yourself and say, oh, I, I can't do this incredible thing with programming or I can't do this <laughs> amazing thing. More. Yeah, or I haven't read that book or I'm not as good as Elon Musk, you know? Yeah. Um, and you're so quick to judge yourself like that because you want to be there. And sometimes you got to like think, well, actually, I know I'm pretty good at like Java yeah. or I'm good at this or <laughs> yeah. I'm doing a PhD. Sometimes I need to wake <laughs> up and remind myself, you know, it's like, you know, I've, I've got this far, mm -hmm. you know, I've just got to be patient for the next part and I've got to, yeah. like reward myself for what I've done now yeah that's true uh, it's like I think it's because like the more we learn the more we, reala we realize how much we don't know precisely literally that's the thing like I felt like I, I think it was like I it started in high school and I was like reading more and more and I was like oh my god I don't know this I don't know that yeah. like what is happening that was a huge shock but, for me at the beginning mm -hmm. of the PhD because I'd come off being a very successful undergraduate student. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Humble, I, but yeah, be proud of it, honestly. Yeah, I, embrace it. I literally was like, I felt like really good about myself. I was like, right, I'd done so well at this. I got, you know, high grades. I'd, I had like 
extracurricular opportunities I'd yeah. gone on. Uh, and then I jumped into the PhD and thought it was just going to be the same. <laughs> and it, really, it wasn't. And for my first year, I struggled to adapt in my first year. Mm-hmm. And I'll, you know, I, I'm like coming to terms with te- like trying to tell this story more now. Um, but yeah, I didn't adapt to it. And I think it's because you forget how much you don't know sometimes and you kind of like I think when you're younger and starting out it's very easy to think you like know everything yeah and you need to sometimes like humble yourself you need Mm -hmm. to understand right okay I'm good at this but I still need to like push and learn because there's like all this other stuff I don't know yeah that's true I totally agree Mm -hmm. you always like need to try to make some progress yeah exactly you don't you never you're never at a point where you can just coast or not like not even coast you're never at a point where you can just do you need to make sure you like isolate that morning to read that book mm-hmm. uh, and like that's something that I forgot when I started my PhD was I thought right I can just go in and just start publishing papers and you realize <laughs> like no I need to put I still need to put the groundwork in I still need mm-hmm. to like read extra books and learn and then I can do better yeah so. and that's when I guess your morning time was like this sort of time when you actually did some extra work in yes yeah, so you kind of like block it off mm. so yeah what are, what other tactics do you have like that you think help you during the day um something i feel is pretty good is um two maybe five minutes visualization so you close your eyes you breathe really deeply deeply and you start thinking how grateful you are for everything and what's really nice and important you say it aloud say give a number let's say five things maybe ten things you're grateful for and then believe me you will start feeling way better about your day and like you're more optimistic about this plus um another technique to be driven more about your goal and like be able to achieve your goal like for example right now my goal is to be healthy and i really want but the other thing is i want to be in certain body shape so i'm I'm closing my eyes and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm saying to myself, like in present time, how I feel, why I imagine and visualize myself in this body. And believe me, your mindset changes constantly. If you'll do it like for a week, you will see a huge difference. And that will help me a lot. But what is even more important, people are like, people try to think that the goal is where they're gonna be happy. But mm. it is not a thing. You need to learn to love the process. So, so true. Yeah, so right now, like, honestly, people think I'm dieting. No, I'm not. Because I eat what I love and I feel really good about myself plus I exercise. What makes me feel even better? All the endorphins and the fact that I'm more flexible and I'm like, I feel way better about myself. Like, it helps a lot. But people need to know that you need to learn to love yourself during this process and yeah. like love the process not just the goal so yeah that's definitely. like really really important thing in my opinion that's like that's so true because if you're not loving the process yeah then you can't like the goal is like it doesn't matter because yeah. it's like oh why, why do you want to work hard or to earn a lot of money why do you want to earn a lot of money because i want to go and live on a beach somewhere it's like well that means you don't care about the work yeah. to do it you know yeah. in, in like a very simple example plus it's really like short time uh solution because like you will find yourself like let's say you want to lose like a bigger bigger amount of stones or whatever you call it like let's say you want to lose like i don't know 40 
pounds or, or more, right? That's quite a lot to lose. So if you want to lose that much, and let's say it's not gonna go out of your way like that quickly, you'll find yourself at some point when you will start using some restricted diets and binging more and then feeling bad, bad about yourself and guilty mm. for binging. And then at some point you will still like try like do some try and error and like try to go through it. But then probably you will go back, you will come back to the way you've been before or even put on way even more. And yeah. believe me, I tried many things. I've been in this place as well. <laughs> like I tried many different things and I learned from my experience. And I think, like, okay, I lost over two stones during, for two weeks. Mm. And I was eating five meals per day. I was eating healthy. And, like, uh, I was working out every day as well. But what was the thing? I didn't really enjoy the food I was eating. Mm. I was just eating to survive. But I didn't feel good about myself. I wasn't that energizing, even though, even though I, had, I had the proper food, nutritious and so on. I didn't feel good about myself and I didn't really like the process I was in plus the fact I was doing this for someone else mm. I wasn't my first priority wasn't me it was the fact I was thinking about someone else because I wanted to like feel like feel better and like be more worth for the for the people mm. so it was a big big problem for me and like big mistake but right now I know like what changes I had to make to get to the point where I am right now mm, so yeah that was like one of the things um from my morning <laughs> coming back for, to the morning time um what else oh um recently I started doing yoga so it kind of helps me uh, I was doing for a long time I was meditating but right now I'm trying to incorporate some working out and then some uh, meditating and uh deep breathing practices and exercises so that's what i do read some book at morning before i go to and do some work plus have a nice breakfast (laughs) that's really important what's a typical breakfast for you okay so there are two typical (laughs) breakfasts (laughs) they're pretty simple but um okay so either i have a greek yogurt with a bit of oats on top of it an apple half of a banana red berries um Chia seeds and uh, sunflower seeds. Good omega threes. Yeah, omega threes, loads of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a really good point. So it's like diet corner at the moment for the Creative News podcast. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, if it comes about diet corner, um, it's really important to mix uh, complex carbs with proteins because if you will eat both of them together, you will be fuller and also you will kind of digest everything slower mm. so that's really important thing because you're full for a longer time so then you're not going to eat for like longer period of time and then you eat whenever you're hungry later on yeah that's the pro t- pro tip of the week for <laughs> dieting <laughs> yeah from probably pretty there's, much yeah there's a, another one as well is you gotta make sure you have like a little bit of fat in with certain vegetables because otherwise you can't um, oh, our second one is chia pudding. It's a new love of mine. Yeah, chia um, pudding is good. Yeah, chia pudding is really nice with um, soya milk or for anti-aging. It's really good for anti-aging. Yeah. Or uh, unsweetened almond milk. And then I add some matcha powder. It's a Japanese tea powder. How can you afford matcha powder on a student budget? I got matcha powder recently. <laughs> <laughs> and I just closed my eyes and I bought <laughs> Because I was really interested and intrigued. Because apparently, um, one, that, that's what I've, I've been told, that's what I read online. Um, 
one cup of matcha powder and green tea is the amount of antioxidants you will get from this uh, cup of tea is equal to 10 cups of typical green tea mm. because like you will not get all the extra from the leaves and the leaves are crushed in matcha powder yeah. so that's why i'm drinking it and i feel like antioxidants help me a lot with my complexion my skin and like my health in general yeah so yeah yeah that's so true like matcha powder is magical stuff get mm. get hands on it a way to get around that though if you can't afford matcha powder is that if you have green tea and then only with japanese green tea um take the leaves after they've been soaked mm -hmm. and then put them in the smoothie because then you get in obviously the nutrients from the leaves but don't do it with the ones from china because there's more um carbon in them because of how they're grown yeah. but in japan obviously they're grown in a lot cleaner situation so you could take <laughs> yeah so you take the take the japanese like ticket like a japanese censure yeah. uh leaf you could throw that in your smoothie and you're going to get more nutrients out of it as well i'm gonna try it yeah yeah it's pretty interesting i like that we've gone into like a little bit of a diet yeah corner over here <laughs> i feel like, <laughs> like with me you're flowing from one thing to another <laughs> okay so <laughs> What's coming up next? Coming to the end of third year, what's what's on the horizon for you? What's um, what's the next growth challenge? Next growth challenge. <sighs> See, the thing is, I was talking about AI and how passionate I am about this topic. I actually started learning more about this recently because, like, one of our lectures and modules. It's really really interesting. I really like it, but um like i'm not entirely sure what i really want to do in the future it's like a small gut feeling tells me maybe you will consider something different and it's i i've learned like i need to learn my gut feeling like i need to i need to trust it and that's why i started thinking about other options and believe me i was thinking for a really long time whether i should go into industry or study and do um do masters or phd and i love both options and I've read like pros and cons for both of them. I'm mm -hmm. really like logical when it comes to this sort of things. And I was thinking, okay, I'm gonna do masters definitely. But then I realized at some point and after speaking with more people, <laughs> including Karen, <laughs> um, that one of the things I was, I was kind of hoping I'm gonna do masters is the fact I was sort of scared to go into a real world and do something in industry because I didn't feel good enough to work in a technical company as a technician or programmer so <laughs> um i i still applied for a few courses at the university which kind of like i find interesting yeah but i also applied to a few companies and see how it goes like i was literally it was like evening maybe like 10 p.m or something i yeah. was like i might just give it a go there was like a company i really liked and i met i met them um during projects um during um, jobs fair at Swansea mm. University and uh, so I was like oh maybe I'll just meet up with them and, uh, and see how it goes and I would just send my application there and another place and I got a response from both of them fantastic <laughs> yes yeah, so I'm pretty happy about this I had one interview a phone call it was really lovely and now I'm waiting for the other one so hopefully something is gonna is gonna happen and honestly I still keep my options reopen and at the end i know my gut feeling will tell me what to do so yeah. you you can't listen anyone else and you can't try to 
please anyone else with your life decisions all matters is you and what you feel and what you want to do with yourself and even though you even though you'll make a bad decision it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day you can learn something different if you want to everything's a learning process yes everything so, is a learning process and even if you will like have to work harder to get something you had be like you could approach easier like, before you can still try to get it by working hard so i yeah. think like that's that's the most important part plus you'll have some new experience from what you tried before yeah. so yeah you do realize what's just happened there though what you said about the masters is we just lost the swansea university sponsorship <laughs> i didn't say swansea university although there is a course one course at swansea university um, <laughs> swansea university i'm not deterring people from doing masters i'm just trying to get people to do what they want to do the sponsorship is still open if you want to sponsor the podcast <laughs> i'm still considering staying at the university yeah. <laughs> no that's fantastic um or just take it as a compliment, like, you trained me so well. Right now, I'm ready to go to industry and smash it out. So, yeah, yeah. that's cool. And, I mean, judging from your the story you've told today, I mean, you you have no fear in, you know, taking opportunities sort of by the, but I don't know. What's the term? What are the term I'm looking for? You're just, you're just going for it, taking the leap. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, I get what you're really, saying. That's really inspiring, mm. really inspiring. And uh, I hope lots of people sort of take on that, like <laughs> being fearless and taking what they want yeah, yeah. from life. Um, you can't be regretful. And putting the work in mm. for it. As long, honestly, everything starts in your mind. And if you will tell yourself you can't do it, you won't. Because then you can't, like, you won't do it. But if you will say you're able to do it, there, there is nothing that is going to stop you except yourself. You can literally achieve everything everything mm. you want so if i'm gonna tell myself oh i can't do it i can't program i can't go to industry i won't but if i will say okay i can do it like i i'm gonna put more work than other people but i will achieve it i will do it and i will gain it i will yeah. i will manage to do it so knowing that knowing that path yeah yeah uh, not not saying i can't but saying right okay what do i need to do can i can i make a list of these things now yeah. can i check them off does yeah. it mean I wake up an hour early every morning to mm-hmm. get that extra bit of work in yeah. so I can achieve my goal? You Plus, know? what's really important, you need to start being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. Getting out of comfort zone is such a big, important thing. Yeah. Norm- People forget about this, but yeah. Normally, if it feels uncomfortable and it feels scary, mm-hmm. it's normally the right thing to do because yeah. that means that you're growing. Like, you can't grow without being scared. Yes, um, and the long living. and the longer you leave yourself from, I was reading a I read a book last or listened to a book, uh, last week called the Ten X Rule, okay. uh, and it's a great book about like setting like really high goals for yourself because you're only going to achieve greatness if you aim high and yeah. there's lots of good like lessons in it. Some of it's a, quite intense, but it's a good listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that was really profound in there was that the longer you leave a decision the more chance there is for you to get more scared of it. So if you think of like, I'm going to make this call to this really like big important person to ask them for something. Mm-hmm. The longer you now leave making that phone call, the longer you leave chance for fear to set in. So if you just do and don't think, yeah. then you're like more chance of doing what you want to achieve first time. Yeah, it's... 
just the most like the simplest example when you get out of the bed in the morning it's 5 a.m everyone is sleeping it's cold it's dark and literally the world is dead and you're lying in your bed and you're thinking mm, shall i wake up or shall i not maybe i'll spend like another five 10 15 minutes yeah. and longer and longer and we've the all morning, been there yeah yeah i've been this honestly my my ex-boyfriend literally called me a queen of snoozes yeah. like i'm not even joking i could put over 10 15 snoozes right now i have literally two alarms one is when i wake up then i put like some song and like i listen to one song and then as soon as the song finishes i literally get out of the bed yeah second alarm is just in case i will have a really rough night or i will be really, really tired but like i make sure i don't have more alarms than this and yeah everyone has been have been displaced but uh, the thing is you need to constantly as soon as you wake up you just open your eyes and you get out of the bed yeah don't think about it just do it and then yeah. like as soon as you will get out of your bed wash your face then you'll feel like oh well i'm awake so yeah <laughs> i make i'm gonna make a breakfast or i'm gonna work out or do something else so yeah yeah precisely there's um it's funny you say about like how like nobody's awake at um when you like get up in the morning yeah um there's a ex navy seal guy that wrote a book called um discipline equals freedom and he describes like getting up early as getting the drop on the enemy right so when he was mm-hmm. in iraq he said yeah. that obviously everyone gets up early because the whole time when you're in iraq you're thinking about like what are the terrorists doing yeah. what are they doing yeah, what are they yeah. doing so and that's the mentality he's like brings to like now he's like kind of a business coach so mm-hmm. he like brings like this kind of discipline of military to like people who are like trying to better their businesses uh yeah. the jack jacko willicks is the name such like jacko tim ferris you'll find him uh but yeah he sees getting up early in the morning is getting the drop on the enemy because he's up and everyone else is sleeping so therefore he's like getting that extra bit of like learning in that extra workout in ahead of everybody else yeah yeah basically it's the early bird gets it's the classic early bird Mm -hmm. gets the early worm yeah i mean some people say like you you can still work at night time and you'll get the work done but i kind of i feel like if i wake up late like early in the morning and be more productive i set myself for an entire day yeah so even even though i know people like people even who live with me and they tell me like oh yeah they are like they're gonna like smash out the work at night time they are like mm. night owls like that's the way that's the time they work the best but i see them at morning once for a while when they wake up and they start work straight away as soon as they wake up and they tell me they don't remember they did so much work for an entire day. Yeah. And there is something about waking up and setting up your day since the beginning. Yeah. So productive. Win the morning, win the day. Yeah, basically. I think is the takeaway from mm. that. Cool. So. <laughs> it I was think, pretty long. So I think we'll wrap wrap it up there. Yeah. Um, super interesting, super inspiring stuff. <laughs> um, Thank you. How to overcome fear. Mm. how to have a growth mindset and win in the morning wins the day yeah basically. lots of tactics lots of great stuff there thank, thank you very much yeah. Kate, for coming along thank and you so much talking thank to us and me. sharing this amazing story <laughs> right wow wasn't that just so inspiring i 
really hope you enjoyed that as much as I did because I loved hearing that story. It was very inspiring and to hear how somebody is just like taking all these steps and building up to a big goal, um, really amazing. Hope you got a lot out of it. And of course, massive thank you to Kashna for sharing that story um, and being so open about where she's been, what she's done and how she's overcome um, so much and how she's in such a like good place going forward now. It's really, really, really cool. If you've enjoyed this week's podcast, be sure to subscribe because I want to get these out every week. And if you have an interesting story to tell, please get in contact with me. I'm CD Steer on Instagram. That's the quickest way to get hold of me. I'm also CD Steer on Twitter, another way to get hold of me. Uh, shoot me a message if you've got something interesting. Love to have you on. Um, if not, just give me some feedback maybe. Let me know if you liked it. So until next week, remember to create, share, grow.